0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Tio.
1: Hey, hey, ho, ho. My name is Tio, Whoa. And I play Claire Claremont, the
2: Forgotten Vessel. Go Forgotten Vessels. Woo! Yay. Kyle. La, 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 la. My name's Kyle. No, dang it. I'm Kyle. <laughs> I play Duncan Oliver, the Vox Talker guy. And Hannah.
3: Hello, 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 hello. I am Hannah. I play Max. Max is the paradox. My name is Hannah. My character's (laughs) name is Max. My character's role is the paradox. My role is the player. And we've established
2: (laughs) firm boundaries between our player selves and our character selves. Uh Uh-huh. Never the two will mix. No. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Incredible.
0: Not again. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) Not after what happened last time. (laughs) <laughs> to our fourth character. <laughs> to the fourth member of our podcast. Shh, wait, we no, never wait. The talk fifth about member. Derek. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't say it.
0: We said we wouldn't talk about him. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, we t- I tried so hard again. to keep us on the rails. So okay, we're, so, we're, going, we're going, we're going, we're going. Off good.
1: to the races.
0: We open in the back alley in Jackie's stall, where as the three of you were regrouping with your underbelly compatriots, a new visitor arrived. Standing in the doorframe is Elodie Saberhagen. C'est moi. Elodie.
1: Who? I think Claire legitimately cannot remember who (laughs) Elodie is and probably just (laughs) checks out on her phone.
2: (laughs) God. Okay.
0: Hello, everyone. Hi. Where have you been? Around. Max, do you have it? I think you do. I just want to confirm.
3: Yes, and it's mine. I'm keeping it.
0: May we speak in private, please?
3: Like, can I have a conversation with myself? Yes, I can have a conversation with myself. As you are me and I am you, we are one. Maxity.
0: Okay, well, I suppose we don't really need to speak in private. We can just <laughs> have it out here if you'd like. <laughs> You've acquired the time reserve? Yes.
3: Yes. And it is beautiful.
0: Yes. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes.
3: Oh, oh, oh. It's like opening 50 presents on my birthday. But also they the same thing, but they're all something I wanted. It's a little bit like too much of a good thing, but also I haven't had that thing for a while. So I will take too much now because I have had not enough for a long time. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yes.
3: Good. I knew you'd understand me. I knew we'd understand each other.
0: Indeed. As you are me.
3: And I am you.
0: I suppose technically yes.
3: I am also the real Max.
0: You are the real Max, yes.
3: I am the real Max. I am Max. All of the Maxes are but shadows of me. Well, poorly made copies.
0: Most of them, I believe, didn't go by Max. I believe that's your moniker.
3: Okay, well, it's, it's, the, be- it's the best moniker. Where are we going with this? What's the end game here? How do I harness this? How do we harness this?
0: Yeah, how do we harness this? Elodie shoots you daggers, Duncan. Oh. Just like, if looks could kill, you'd be dead (laughs) in the last cycle. Two hands up and two steps back.
3: Hey, he's my friend. You keep my scary eyes off of him.
0: Very well. I thought it was time that we check in. I thought you might have questions.
3: How are you? How am I? Hmm. Are we the traveler? Yes. How long have we been here?
0: It's not particularly helpful to think in terms of linear time.
3: Elodie, how long have we been here?
0: I don't know. How many cycles? I have lost track.
3: Oh. Oh, that's a lot.
0: Yes. We have been stuck here for quite some time.
3: How do we get unstuck?
0: We are stuck here because of a temporal sinkhole, a quantum black hole of sorts, that's caught this town in the gravitational pull of its time well. I, you, we, me, have been trying to stop it from swallowing up this town, past, present, and future, and we have been failing every single time. Every time he catches up to the present, and every time we travel back in time to stop him. But I can't escape the event horizon of the anomaly. I can't escape his gravitational pull. And each cycle is like a new branch in a tree. It moves in a different direction, but it also sprouts just a little bit further from the base. Every cycle, we lose just a little bit of time.
3: Okay, I have some follow-up questions for that. Uh, one, could you do a drawing for me? I'm more of a visual learner. Because I got an idea in my head, but it's, like, sort of like a funnel and a donut, like a trash can situation. And then you were talking about a tree, so now you've lost me. Can you draw it for me? And second, who? He who?
0: Sorry. It. It. Early on, I learned that City Hall has a code name for it. The librarians think it has... An agenda, or a consciousness, perhaps? They call it Rudy. Oh. The ruinous, utter destruction of yore. I guess I've started to think of it as a he, too. Even if oh. I think City Hall is full of shit.
3: It's Rudy? Oh boy. <laughs> what? Why does Rudy keep doing this?
0: I can't begin to imagine its motives. Some sort of goal? Fun, perhaps? My bare understanding from brief interactions that I've had with it seem to indicate some sort of motive to overtake the present. I can't say for sure.
3: Do you think that it wants to escape somewhere?
0: I think it wants to escape this time loop. It wants to get to somewhere present, and it's stuck in somewhere past. Each time it arrives in somewhere present... You, I, we send it back. We send all of us back. Uh-huh. That's why it's important that you keep an eye on the time reserve.
3: Okay. Every time you start over, I meet you and you meet me and we meet each other. And One, it's me, right? Not me with a meat cleaver or me with a scimitar or me with a club or me with a mace or me with I mean those are some pretty cool weapons I'm definitely gonna have to check those out you know widen my weapon base but it's me it's you and me it's you and me it's us it's us
0: yes but every cycle every loop plays out a little bit differently
3: that was gonna be my second question do we always have to fight the economy no is there always a weird school no is Jackie in every single loop
2: am I there all the time
3: Yeah, what about Duncan? Is Duncan in every single loop?
2: I like this loop.
0: Duncan is in every single loop. What?
3: What about Claire? Is she in every single loop?
0: Claire is in every single loop.
3: Okay. Jackie?
0: No. What? Grippy? (laughs) Certainly not.
3: (laughs) Uh, Quinn, is Grippy still in the room with us?
0: Grippy stands up and is like, I'm the only me there is.
3: (laughs) good for you, Grippy. I'm unique. You are. You're a special object. Okay, so there's a list of people or entities who show up every single time, and then everybody else may or may not be there. What happens at the end? What happens, like, what's happening now? What's the conclusion? Does everything just collapse in on itself?
0: Rudy arrives. The past arrives, and we go back. We start anew before everything falls to ruin.
3: And you said we lose a little bit of time or we gain a little bit of time every single time?
0: We lose it. To your question previously, I can't draw in four dimensions, but Elodie sees like a little vase of sand and tips it over so that there's a bunch of sand out. And Jackie's like, hey! Elodie just holds up her hand and she pulls out her saber and starts drawing. Imagine a tree.
3: Okay, tree, yes.
0: Rudy is at the base. That's the origin point. That's the temporal sinkhole. Okay. Now, this is my first loop. And she draws a straight line up. But I couldn't stop him. When I got to the time reserve, Rudy was already here. Okay. So you're doing better than I did. Actually, you're doing quite well.
3: We're doing quite well. Us together.
0: We're all doing very well.
3: Maxity. Yes.
0: Then we go back. But each time we lose a little bit. A branch never forks from the exact base of the tree. And so she draws a line that goes out. And then she draws another one and another one and another one. It's hard to picture in two dimensions, much less three. Really, this is happening in four, maybe five dimensions. Hard to say. At least four. But the point is every cycle represents a divergence. But every time we start a little bit further from the base and a little bit closer to the end. Hmm. Not all cycles are equal. Sometimes Rudy arrives sooner, sometimes later. But he always does arrive.
3: What does Rudy look like?
0: He doesn't look, he feels, he evokes. Like the past conjures nostalgia or wishfulness or woe. It's not something you see, it's something you feel. The past overtaking the present.
3: It's the feeling that I got when I got unstuck.
0: For you, yes.
3: The past and the future and the present getting mixed up and being able to tell one from the other. And then I ended up here.
0: We ended up here. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. How do we stop Rudy?
0: I'm trying to figure it out.
1: Claire? Claire had definitely perked up when she heard Rudy and realized that everyone assumed she wasn't paying attention. And so she started taking notes on her phone. It looked like she was just splooting because that's what she does. And then she waits to have someone call her back into the conversation, basically. So when you say Claire, Claire essentially pretends like she's just now catching up. She's like, oh, 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 we're still standing here. We're still doing this. And then she quickly puts her phone away with the notes on it for later.
3: Yes, we're still doing this, Claire. This has to do with the destruction of our world repeatedly. hmm Emily,
1: is it?
0: I think you know it's not.
1: Claire smirks ever so slightly.
0: Anyway, Max, I don't know. I've been trying to figure it out. I assume that if we have the time reserve, sooner we can experiment, we can investigate.
3: Claire, have you ever contemplated killing Rudy? Like, is that ever... What? Have you ever thought about killing Rudy?
0: Elodie scoffs a little bit.
3: That's a good question.
0: Can you kill the past... Can you slay an idea? That wasn't the question.
3: It was not. Claire, have you ever thought about killing Rudy, and do you think you could do it? Why would- why- why would I want to do this? So that you don't end up stuck in an endless time loop that gets shorter and shorter every single time, eventually resulting in the destruction of everything that you hold dear in somewhere.
0: That's a very succinct summary.
3: You can't sploot if there's nobody here, Claire. You won't have anybody to sell anything to. Who's gonna buy your screaming hand cream or your bike helmet that doesn't prevent traumatic brain injuries, but does make everything smell nice when you have a header. Or My mm-hmm.
0: personal favorite was the flaming lips. Oh lip yes lip gloss. Mm-hmm. Actual flaming. Yeah. It would sing all by itself. Yes. Ironically yep. though, wouldn't sing flaming lip songs.
1: Well, we couldn't get the rights. You know how it is. Uh yeah. No, I hear you. I I, un- I understand the pros and the cons here. I'm a little confused why you think I would be able to kill Rudy if that were ever a thought. Because like Rudy's your guy. He's your it's he's a your guy. Pretty one-sided relationship most of the time.
0: Are you saying that Claire Claremont is connected to Rudy?
1: Yes, I am. Yep. Honestly, I thought you knew this by now, Emily.
0: How many cycles have you been through again? No one's ever befriended Claire Claremont.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, well, well, are that's we not true. We're all in a so room together fans? and I'm not selling you anything. I think that's the meaning of
0: friendship. Oh,
1: okay. you know.
0: Until now, I suppose. Please describe your connection to Rudy.
1: I think Claire gives a slight side eye to Max of like i didn't really want to get into this <laughs> now well, too bad here we are
2: <laughs> um, my backstory also
1: <laughs> i think claire isn't sure that she's convinced that it's a bad thing if rudy catches up with everything claire's just been around for a long time so the idea of the end of the universe to her is kind of like well it's a different thing
3: oh like a ni- nice little
1: nappy nap okay or just like she's Claire is very selfish and Claire has been alive for many humans worth of time. And so it's not that she has like a malaise for life. It's more that she's like done it. It's great Mm -hmm. to still be here, but also, you know come what may kind of attitude in a way that is purely thinking of herself and not anything else and realistically eventually it creeps up on her like what that means for other people but i think her first immediate reaction is about herself (laughs) so i think she needs to turn and remember that duncan exists and that will kind of like remind her
2: hi i'm i mean i kind of like it here um Duncan and Grippy, Jackie and <gasps> C Mac. Yeah, okay, Grippy and go. I are like cuddling.
1: <laughs> oh my God! No, she Just remembers.
2: <laughs> she remembers grippy. feeding Grippy treats. Yeah. Oh
1: right. And we grippy. look over. Oh, mm-hmm. So
2: I kind of, I kind of like it here.
1: Okay. Yes. No. We can kill Rudy if I get to keep Grippy and Duncan, but mainly Grippy.
2: Just so, oh, oh, a <laughs> surprisingly long pause between those. Anyways, carry on. This is good.
1: I don't keep you, Duncan. You are your own person, but Grippy and I have a different kind of bond, and I would go to hell and to heaven for Grippy, in whatever fashion that does or doesn't take. It could mean quite literally here. I don't know. Quinn? Yeah?
3: You know, we have friends and enemies here. Is Grippy Claire's child? (laughs) It's
2: as close.
0: Hey, we are playing to find out what happens here, but... (laughs) Uh, it's
2: a collaborative. Story. It kind of seems like it. Yeah, uh, I think. Are it's... you my kid? <laughs> I'm you your guessing? kid. <laughs> I just think Grippy that Claire... turns to and is like, "Are you my dad?" <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. Oh no! What? No.
1: Claire has never taken care of anything. It's a new kind of yep. relationship. And it's something that she can't sell anything to and she can't really corrupt in that way. And so nope. it's just it's very pure. It's the first kind of pure loving relationship that Claire has ever had. So that's beautiful. yeah, it means a lot. I think
3: that's beautiful.
1: It's if very this important is,
3: if, if grippy is what gets Claire to think about killing Rudy and saving this world, then, you know, I'm glad Queen, you gave us this NPC that we have decided is now Claire's it's child.
2: Claire's like, reason to live.
1: <laughs> a reason to just not fight the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. There's the difference. A reason to act. Reason to opt into fighting against who? who up until now has honestly been kind of her only mentor, dad-ish figure. Like, Rudy is a lot of things to Claire. And Claire kind of liked being a forgotten vessel. She enjoyed the mm-hmm. power. So there's a lot going on here. All of this is subtext. What Claire says out loud after she says, Oh, yes, no, we can try to kill Rudy. I've never considered it, frankly, up until very recently. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. Rudy's company more than most. There is, of course, the well. I feel like there's something there. I don't know what to do to help you. Yes, you know, the well where I threw all the townspeople when I was possessed.
0: I remember that.
1: Oh, see, so you do know my connection to Rudy. That was Rudy. That was Rudy being
0: me. That was a long time ago for me.
1: Do you need a cucumber water? You seem a little sad. (laughs) If we're going to talk about killing an all-supreme, very powerful entity, I feel like we should have more pizzazz, you know?
0: I will drink your cucumber water. I'll, I'll take a water. If you tell me more about your connection to Rudy.
1: Claire pours everyone very good cucumber water. It's her special recipe. Yep. And I think she just kind of like says what she knows about her relationship with Rudy. Like, well, I, I was He's the my best. my dad. <laughs> well, the best version of myself <laughs> that I could be back then when the town was much younger, if you recall. And essentially I was taken over by Rudy and I don't remember. It's all a little fuzzy. It was a lot, as you said, a long time ago, but I do recall being very angry at many of the townspeople. And then we, we put a bunch of the townspeople down the well and murdered them. And then when I awoke from my Unforgotten Vessel era, I was in the same grove of trees. Oh, that used to inhabit the well. I presume the well is still there, just buried. But essentially, you know, every once in a while, if I really call upon his presence, he is still somewhere there in the back of my mind. He also can call upon me. He's done it a a few times, as you all know, when I occasionally blink out of existence and blink back in.
0: When has he called upon you?
1: Most recently, it's when he's tried to put me in a timeout, so I contemplated murdering children because they were being annoying, and he didn't like that. He thought that was too far, and so he put me in timeout. That was when we were saving the school. Did you hear about that, Emily? Yes. Great. It's usually moments where he doesn't like an action I'm about to take that does seem quite permanent. There was this whole thing with me in the library. Walker. You know Walker. You know Walker.
0: The forest ranger.
1: That is the least of the things that Walker is. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about it, but there was this whole coup against the librarians, yada, yada, yada. I was able to read from the book and Rudy was in there. There was a file on Rudy by the librarians.
0: Undermining the bureaucracy has always been a core of Rudy's actions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else, Claire?
1: I mean, you know, every once in a while he just kind of says things and I don't entirely know if he's being serious or just speaking in poems because I feel like the higher up in status you get, the more you speak in poems and it's exhausting. But he did once say that I should eat the heart of the
0: bus. Elodie looks very concerned.
1: Would that have been good for my skin?
0: I can't answer that. You didn't, Hmm. did you?
1: Oh, no, I couldn't be bothered.
0: (sighs) Okay.
1: Here's my question. Why? Why is that such a problem?
0: Because the time reserve is useless without the bus. Why? The bus is navigation. The time reserve is power. Oh, oh. it's your time travel machine.
1: <gasps> I just feel like there should be an app for that at this point, but okay.
2: Well, there might be if it didn't keep resetting.
1: Oh, uh, progress is being stalled. Hmm. Economic progress. Possibly more reasons. Okay. Grippy's still my number one, but potential advances in technology and e-commerce could be a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever reasons you see fit, Claire. Let's ensure the security of the bus. Claire, please do not eat its heart.
1: I honestly wouldn't even know how to do that unless you told me, so really just don't tell me.
0: I will not. Do I know? No. But if I figure it out, I will not tell you.
1: Great. I won't spend any amount of time thinking about it.
0: The way you say that concerns me.
1: Oh, no, I meant that quite literally. That was not being facetious. I will now never consider the bus again. It's a relief, really.
0: (laughs) Elodie looks at you, Max, (laughs) very questioningly.
1: Claire is being serious. She's like one less thing that I ever have to think I know, but Elodie
0: cannot tell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're not going to eat the heart of the bus, right? No, I'm not going to. I would rather never step foot on a bus again. That's what I'm saying here.
0: I'm now concerned that if we continue to talk about it, it will make things worse. So why don't we move on?
1: Okay. All right. I do have one more question for you, Elodie. Yes. Claire's eyes turn fully black and she just stares at Elodie.
0: Elodie cocks her head at you. She's unfazed, curious, perhaps, but.
1: There is not a creature on this earth that I have encountered that does not want for something. Why is this your mission?
0: My mission? (laughs) I just want to be rid of this wretched place. Hey. I've been stuck here for so long. Your human mind cannot fathom the quantity of time which I
2: have been here.
3: Point of order, Claire's not human, so I think she might be able to comprehend
2: that. It's not so bad. We have different events every weekend. There's a bulletin that goes out um, on the radio. Duncan, what's your favorite food? Hmm? What's your favorite food? Uh,
0: corn dog. Great. (laughs) How would you like to eat corn dogs for hundreds
2: of lifetimes? Ooh.
1: You're asking the wrong person (laughs) this question.
2: I suppose that frees up a lot of decision-making time. (laughs) (laughs) What I going to eat? Corn dog. Nice. <laughs> Elodie shakes food. her head and turns back to Max. <laughs> what are you going to eat for breakfast? Corn dog. Nice. That's my favorite you really.
1: Food. I think Claire's eyes stop going black for a second just to say, oh, you really beefed it on that one, and then goes back to black. <laughs> I understand that concept, but I'm asking, where would you go? What would you like to do once you are free?
3: <laughs> I think both of us turn in unison to Claire, and we both go. Anywhere we We want. want.
1: Mmm. Does that answer your question, Claire? For now. Yes. For now. And then Claire's eyes go back to normal and she gives Grippy a nice little scratch on the
0: underclip. Well, Max, this is an interesting development, I must say. I can't say that befriending Claire Claremont was on my to-do list for things that might further our goal, that might bring us new information, but. Here we are. Yep. Claire? Yes? Are you going to visit this well anytime soon?
1: Well, (laughs) if we... Don't do that. You will not stop me from making puns. That is a rule. I hate puns. Well, that explains why you want to leave. It's a very pun-forward location.
3: Now I know she's actually not me, because Max loves puns. Elodie, we're going
1: to have to have a conversation about this.
0: There was a time when I liked puns but that Mm. time is long since passed.
1: Yes, like I said, you really need to just drink more cucumber water and kind of just like enjoy life a little more. This
0: is pretty good.
1: Okay, I'm glad. I'm (laughs) glad something still brings joy.
0: I would like to sip this on a tropical beach somewhere. Not the somewhere beach, a different beach.
1: I understand. Well, I will probably not visit the well unless you all want me to. I try to avoid the location. It, It doesn't exactly feel controllable.
0: How about this? If you visit the well, I would like to join you. Or, since you seem reluctant, if not me, I would like Max to join you.
1: Sure, Max can come with me to the well. Yeah, let's go to the well. Can I come? Yeah, why not? Yay!
0: Yeah,
3: let's all go to the well.
0: Don't feel compelled if it's uncontrollable. That sounds rather bad, but if you do go, please ensure that Max is with you.
1: Sure. Yeah, we can do that. I do feel like maybe this is one of those press the button and see what happens incidents. I mean, uh, no offense, but from everything I hear, you've been working at this for a long time with not a lot of progress. So maybe we just blow some things up and see what happens is kind of my iterative process. So maybe the fact that the well seems uncontrollable is a good thing.
0: If you want to waste your cycle blowing things up, by all means, it doesn't matter to me.
1: Yeah,
3: let's blow stuff up.
0: I'll be back next time, you won't.
3: We'll see. I thought you said that she would be back next time.
0: Oh, yes, of course, but not this her, a different her.
2: I like this us, though.
1: Yeah, this is a good us.
2: Maybe we should try to keep these uss around.
1: Well, I mean, the alternative here is if we fail, I just make a deal with Rudy to keep myself and Grippy, and you two if you'd like, going in some form. That is a plan B.
0: Max, I think you can see Elodie's hand is creeping down to her saber.
1: Look, I'm all for team plan A. I'm just saying. Elodie, how much time do we have left?
0: I cannot say. Could you ballpark
3: figure it?
0: Weeks, perhaps months, depending on how things go. Like I said, sometimes Rudy arrives sooner, sometimes later. This is among the fastest, perhaps the fastest, we've ever acquired the time reserve.
2: (laughs) I high five Max and Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Jack is here.
1: <laughs> Hello. Uh,
0: hey, Claire. Boy, you're really in the shit now, aren't you?
1: <laughs> eh, well, I live in it, don't I?
0: Yeah, you sure do. So glad you're in my stall. <laughs> With City Hall breathing down our necks
2: <laughs> and time travel bullshit is great. Oh, my God. I have to check on Sea Bass.
1: Probably, yes. I, I, do, I do want to say, you know, I, I saw your little tickling of the fingers towards the pointy end of a stick there, Elodie. I think you misunderstand. My statements are never meant, unless I say specifically that they're meant as a threat. They're not meant as a threat. They're meant as information. There's one thing you can absolutely trust in me is that I will tell you what I'm actually thinking. You don't have to worry about it.
0: And I will do you the same courtesy. I'll kill you before I let the past reach the present.
1: Yeah, I figured you would try that, which is why I'm in plan A camp, like I said. Okay, sounds like we've got a plan.
3: We're gonna go to the well. We're gonna have a little snacky snack along the way. And then we're gonna go figure out how to best an unknowable being outside of time and space.
2: This plan fell apart pretty fast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Elodie, is there any tips you can give us?
0: I'm surprised this isn't the first question. Unfortunately, no. Hmm. The first couple cycles, I was holding our hand every step of the way, and she gestures to Max. But somehow, despite everything that I tried, nothing changed. Not in any way that mattered in any way. Every detail that I tell you bends the arc of this cycle towards my timeline. The more you know about the previous loops, the more it weighs you down.
3: Ah, so that's why you were, we were being all squirrely with ourselves. Okay, so that's, oh, I'm so much better than you when actually you are me. Okay, okay. You know, that did a lot of psychic damage to ourselves, and we're going to have to think about that a lot. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I hurt my own feelings, okay? I hurt my own feelings.
1: Don't we all, as humans? Hurt people hurt people. Even themselves? Yes.
0: I nudge where I can. The more I tell you, the more likely you are to end up like my timeline. And trust me, you do not want to live through my timeline.
3: I mean, I have, because you are me and I am you, but it sounds like you, me, the part of me that is you, that is me, Needs to be independent of our planning session. Yes. Which is a very strange way to like... This is like a literal compartmentalization thing going on (laughs) here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Elodie, how do we know how to reach me? As in you? Me? I'm not dropping this affect, okay? I am fully committed to this bit. Yes. How do I know how to reach me? When I need me again.
0: Elodie steps towards you until she's standing face to face with you, Max. And now in this light with the knowledge that you have, you can pick out the details, the pieces of yourself reflected in this image. Yep. And she takes the metronome, holds it jointly in your hands, pauses the needle, and you see time slow to a stop around you. And she says, I'll find you.
3: Okay. Thank you, Elodie. You're welcome. And I mean it when I say this. This is not like, oh, thank you, Elie. Yeah. This is like a real thank you.
0: Without another word, she turns and walks out. Mm -hmm. And by the time you can unclip the needle to set it moving again, she's gone. (sighs) Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 33 of Monster Hour Absurdia. Have you figured out which cycle you're living in? The answer may surprise, alarm, or devour you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to everyone who's been helping spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and recommending the show to a friend. You are the amplifiers of WSOM's frequency, helping us reach across space and spit in the face of time itself. And hey, listen, if you've made it this far and haven't told someone about the show yet, ask yourself why. Being a nerd is cool now. Let your flag fly. Now's the time. Carpe diem. A special shout out this week to the newest member of WSOM's Eternal Pledge Drive, Brynna Rose. A huge thank you to all of our patrons for making this show possible and helping us bring you awesome bonus content. We've got part two of our election season arc bloopers coming up, and I am currently editing a new season two NPC origin episode with a very rad special guest that I think y'all are really going to enjoy. If you want to support the show and prepare mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for these new goodies, you can head to patreon.com slash monsterhour or follow the link in the show notes. That's all we have for you this week, dear listeners. Tune in October 3rd for the next broadcast of WSOM, Radio Somewhere. Claire Claremont. In the aftermath of Elodie's sudden appearance, reveal, and perhaps more sudden disappearance. What do you want to do?
1: I think at this point, I don't want to say Claire's at a crossroads. I don't think it's quite that intense for her at the moment.
0: Because obviously it would be a Claire's Roads.
1: Yes. And the signs would both be supplied by claireclaramont.com.
0: Claire Street and Claire Avenue.
1: Claire Court and Claire Avenue. So I know that Claire had originally thought about going to go see solar because what better way to learn how to defeat the moon than to talk to the person who or the entity, the, to talk to the defeater of the moon. Let's keep it simple. But... Claire's had a kind of a rough day. There's a lot going on. And I think she's looking for a little bit of guidance and maybe just needs a little pick me up. Like, you know, she does have some complicated feelings about the whole Rudy business. Rudy has been her business partner of sorts for a very long time. So she's going to go to Will, get Mm. to see Will a little bit, but also get a tarot reading. Just like, you know, what's going on? How are things post-election?
0: I think as you all are making plans in the aftermath of Elodie's disappearance, Jackie goes back to a bookshelf, pulls one of the books, and opening up in the floor of her home office, such as it is, is a small shaft, like a ventilation shaft almost. And she says, this is my personal entrance and exit. You are free to use it if you promise to maintain absolute discretion. And to not get caught by any bureaucrats or code compliance officers, because I don't want anyone finding out how I get in and out of the back alley,
2: understood,
1: oh yes, Jack, you know I would never tell code compliance or the bureaucracy anything important. Good, please.
2: You have my word as the voice of the community, uh, great, mm. okay, thanks, Duncan. I like this new branding that's fine, that's the reputation that I make promises on. <laughs>
0: So Claire, whenever you're ready to leave, you sort of luge, like lay <laughs> down kind of on your back, tuck your arms in because it's really narrow and luge down this vent, this pipe. And after several seconds of rapid acceleration and twists and turns, you're met with a sheet of water and suddenly you are emerging face first from the toilet in the bathroom of normal <laughs> brewing.
1: Oh. I... Take a moment to stop gagging, use all the paper towels, and once I feel confident about my non-smelliness slash look, I head on out.
0: Just to be clear, the interdimensional, non-Euclidean nature of the back alley put you out, not through the sewers, just directly into the bowl, so, you know.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's not a horrendous experience. Unpleasant, perhaps.
2: Oh, You're not not soaked. You're just like. Well, you are soaked, but it's just.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I emerged head first. Oh,
2: okay. Came out of the.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't emerge with my
0: feet just in the. Out of the bowl, bowl, but (laughs) but not out
2: of the sewer system. I don't know why in my head I imagined Quinn describing that you go through this door and you end up in the bathroom, but like hunched like a swirly whirly what's the oh I see. you oh, thought it was head in, no. head in the bowl no 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 it's, no. it's head out of the bowl okay. <laughs> it's, great
1: this is a deep cut but if anyone's seen the spice world movie it's like <laughs> the paparazzi who comes out of the toilet that's what it is <laughs> anyway, i have not don't seen the spice world it. movie but that
0: sounds accurate <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's very accurate although he is in full scuba gear anyway yes okay so my original statement still stands claire still does her whole routine uses everything available in the bathroom and then walks out
0: (laughs) do you just walk straight out of normal brewing
1: um i'll take a look at who's in normal brewing on my way out but yeah i think i'm i'm not looking to hang hang about
0: okay i mean it's a pretty normal scene i don't (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty normal scene. I don't think there's anything in particular. People keep coming out of that bathroom wet. (laughs) It's so weird.
1: The plumbing is terrible.
0: (laughs) You open the door and take two steps out. You notice to a question that was previously asked, the moon is right there Mm. with the sun, despite it being midday. The second thing you notice is that there's a loud crack that sounds like a gavel, and five black columns drop from the moon right in front of you. Mm. Stepping out betwixt the sartorial suit legs is Mina Redmond. Uh. Claire Claremont. And as she speaks, you hear other voices whispering in the background.
1: The government. (gasps) (laughs) The man, in quotes.
0: It's good to see you. How are you?
1: Is it? Of course. I'm just goddamn dandy. That's how I am. (laughs) I wouldn't be here without you, Claire. Well, that is certainly true.
0: Go on. I thought it would be good for us to chat in the wake of my uh, (laughs) oath of office.
1: Yes. Your personal achievement unlocked. City be damned. Sure, we can chat. We're chatting right now.
0: What do you mean, city be damned, Claire?
1: I don't see anything different in a good way. I see the
0: moon out. Yes, we are reinvigorated.
1: Oh, so this is what happens when city council is reinvigorated? We get the moon watching us?
0: Someone should keep an eye out. And you see the enormous eye in the sky that's occupying the moon wink.
1: (gasps) I pull out of my backpack a hat topped in tin foil to be an entirely reflective and annoying surface for the moon to look at and I put it on.
0: <laughs> oh, Claire, you're so funny.
1: What would you like to talk about?
0: Well, I I suppose I wanted to start with thank you, but I guess we're we're not doing Next that. Item. So, if we're just moving on to business, I will lead with I got your message <laughs> when you left in code compliance saying you were going to turn yourself in, which is cute, but there's really no need for that. I mean, Code Compliance is unswervingly loyal. But if it's questions you have about the council, well, I can answer them for you. Tio, the secret role that you made in Code Compliance, it was a miss. Oh. Mina received your message. Oh, <laughs> no.
1: Great. <laughs> Great. Point of order. Grippy did not come with me. Grippy is still hiding away.
0: Good. Safe. I assumed that you would not
2: bring Grippy into a dangerous situation. Never. <laughs> Grippy's safe at home with a fresh stack of unstapled paper. Yeah, to chew yeah, through.
0: Grippy's with Jackie. Jackie's got a lot of paperwork that she's just letting Grippy go to town on.
1: <laughs> Perfect. He, Grippy needs mind-stimulating games <laughs> to keep him engaged, okay? Oh, Otherwise, God. he starts tearing up every piece of paper that he finds. He's a he's a He's a worker. You know,
2: C Max mm-hmm. there too, right? Still in the. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just wait. We're g- we're making Jackie babysit everybody <laughs> in town by the end of this.
1: This is a new daycare. <laughs> well, yes. Okay, then let's talk. Can you make me a floating chair? Mm. Let's talk in the air. Why are we talking on the ground? What a waste of your powers.
0: We're a little That's bit a busy waste. right now.
1: Busy doing what? Terrorizing the city. You know what? We don't need to get oh, into keeping your... the city safe from the city. Anyway, I have some questions for you about Rudy. Now we can have them out here in the open or you can choose to elevate us to another plane. I can't do that. Then where would you like to talk about Rudy and city council and the traveler?
0: I think Mina gestures to normal brewing.
1: (laughs) God damn it. And then just walks in. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I walk into normal brewing and I literally sit down at a table. (laughs) You think there'd be some perks to knowing someone in city council?
0: (laughs) I'm really trying to work on my image. I'm trying to show people that I'm a, you know, a woman of the people. Oh,
1: so you can elevate me. You just choose not to. Levitation. Is that so much to
0: ask? It's a matter of priorities, Claire. Yes, we could levitate, but what would the cost be?
1: Let's levitate at least a foot off the ground in this booth. (sighs) prove to me you can do it I don't believe you
0: as giant Jeremy Dunlap is like leaning into your window to take your order (laughs) you and Mina both levitate like six inches for a few seconds and then float back down
1: see was that so difficult no okay witch she's a witch (laughs) I'm kidding I love witches
0: everyone around doesn't bat an eye
1: (laughs) no why would they Alright. We're sitting. You're showing that you're a kind of person of the people. Yes, I am. The boring people. What's your business with Rudy? And how do you feel about the traveler? And by you I do mean city council. I don't mean you, Mina.
0: Mm, I, I I assumed. I should add there is one tiny little stipulation about answering all of your questions. Well. I need to know the location of Duncan Oliver. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
2: I thought for a second you were going to say who.
1: Oh. <laughs> Dang it. That actually would have been better.
2: <laughs>
1: Claire detracts. You know you know. Claire has the nails, the rendering nails. She grows them out. Rending rending i keep calling them rendering that's not right (laughs) rending nails
2: they work wonders in after Effects. yes um no
1: but i'm but i'm thinking of you know cats with retractable claws so she is leaning with her right hand on the table like you do when you're talking and she just like does like a flicking motion with her wrist the nails come out no need to get hostile you know i'm not going to tell you that so why are you wasting our time then I will find out what the city council knows and how it feels about Rudy and the Traveler.
0: Okay, okay, Claire, Claire, okay. How about this? You ask a question, and then I ask a question. All right, and we'll see how far we get. All right.
1: What does the city council want with Rudy?
0: To stop him. Is Duncan Oliver in the back alley? (laughs) No. Give me your old (laughs) hoedewink.
1: I'm going to use my unfathomable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: who? <laughs> who? <laughs> Woofta. That's an eight.
0: On a seven and nine, your ploy works, but the GM will introduce a complication or consequence. Sorry, I've forgotten a core facet of Mina, which is that she can tell when you're lying.
2: <laughs> she's the auditor.
1: Well, but she's not the auditor anymore.
2: This is true. Did she mm-hmm. keep her auditing powers when she? That's a Quinn or not?
1: question, and and what Ooh. things does Claire have that she's just never used?
2: Okay,
0: actually, I know how your mixed success is going to play out, Claire. You feel the intense sensation of being perceived that comes with Mina's auditing, but it's clouded somehow. It's not as robust as it used to be. You almost get the sense that the perception is being jostled like there are too many people trying to look through a pair of binoculars. (laughs) Mina's eyes narrow. You get the sense that maybe she's skeptical of your answer, but you also think that she can't tell 100% if you're lying anymore.
1: My turn. Go ahead. What do you plan to do with Duncan and the Traveler?
0: Assuming that the time reserves can be recovered they will be given a fair trial.
1: I believe it is your turn.
0: But I'm going to put you off
1: because unlike you, I don't work for uh, an organization that's all about the rules. And I'm going to ask you one more question. You can choose to answer it or not. Why do you think, given how many times you have failed to stop Rudy, that you are the best holder of the time
0: reserves? The time reserves are the only thing that's keeping somewhere
1: safe. Surely you know that Rudy has almost won, over and over and over again. Why do you believe it would be different this time if you play out exactly the way you have before? You don't have to answer that. I want you to think about it. I want city council to think about it.
0: You hear a rancorous chorus. This was a mistake. It was a it was a of everything, it should strike you down where you stand. is silently listening to you.
1: Because as of this moment, I'm going to tell you one more thing, Mina, and then we're done with this conversation. As of this moment, I am no longer on the side of Rudy. For once, we are quite legitimately working towards the same goal. And I hope that that means we can not waste time fighting amongst ourselves when we all know we have a much bigger enemy. And then Claire gets up to leave. You know how to find me. If you choose to be helpful.
0: Mina doesn't get up, but she looks over her shoulder from the booth and says, Stop by the beach on your walk. Take a look at our work. We do more than you know.
1: I think you'll find that Duncan does as well.
0: Duncan. We get a montage of you and C Mac working to plan a combo disguise slash illusory entropic paint that Mm -hmm. will ostensibly conceal you from the eye in the sky, from the council's
2: eye. What does this look like? Uh, I mean, I think montage is a pretty good word for it. I think it's like an old 80s montage movie. There's They're sorting through noses in the nose box. They switch to their practicing with some paints because maybe Duncan has to do a little bit of something with the paint to keep it active. But he spills it and uh, a toy soldier disappears. <laughs> We we cut to going through Jackie's infinite wardrobe trying to find the perfect clothing disguise.
0: Is there a mini fashion show?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan Fabulous. comes out in a couple different options. Feel free to imagine <laughs> many Listeners, outfits. Imagine. We'll it. invent a Duncan Oliver dress up game. <laughs> it's like the cutout Duncan Oliver dress-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the uh, like disguise your magnets. Duncan. <laughs> disguise a Duncan. Incredible. Um, It's exactly like that. Duncan turns into a little paper man. (laughs) That's part of the ward. That's how you get the infinite wardrobe is everything has to store as 2D.
0: And we smash cut to you in disguise, assuming the luge position, going through Jackie's secret back alley doorway and you two pushing your head through the the toilet
2: (laughs) of normal brewing. This is a cool show that we made. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know.
2: A cool show where we do cool things. So Cool. (laughs) So Cool and awesome. So
0: you have exited the back alley. You are at Normal Brewing Company.
2: God damn it, Jackie! You could have warned us. There were so many swimsuits.
0: <laughs> we smash cut to Jackie back in her stall, just fucking laughing. <laughs> just like, <laughs>
2: oh no, no, it's a belly laugh. It's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I can't wait till they get back.
2: Yeah, I think Duncan just checks to make sure that his like paint. I imagine maybe it's a, like, a little painted tattoo somewhere that acts as a sigil. I mean, the alter, the alternate is it's, like, painted face camo.
0: I was thinking either full body paint over, like, whatever you're wearing or uh-huh. a spray-painted umbrella that you, like, hold overhead to block out the moon.
2: Oh, I like that a lot, actually. It's cool. definitely a spray-painted umbrella. Okay. And Duncan's wearing, like, oh, my God, what's his name? Jimmy Stewart? No. D- fuck. <laughs> dick great no i don't know who you're talking about so dick van dyke dick van
0: Dyke's Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you've got like a normal disguise that jackie's hooked you up with but then you also have like the entropic paint umbrella
2: i think normal disguise to help for just like people that's why there's a fake nose because that goes a long way of making your face not recognizable at a glance mm-hmm. i know his face isn't really his voice is he's gonna be very careful not to talk to anybody yeah. As he goes from normal brewing to, honestly, not very far. Next door is WSOM. Yeah, it's a good thing you don't have to go far. Yay. I get out of the toilet, shake my umbrella. Should have had that open coming out. <laughs> uh, I, I don't pop it open. Ugh, what horrible luck. Uh, but I quickly try to shuffle out through normal brewing, averting eyes, get like jacket collar I can pop up, and then open the umbrella. Very non Just normal guy stuff.
0: Just a normal guy. Uh. <laughs> You step out and in the flash between when you're opening the umbrella and when it actually like pops up, I think you can see the moon and the eye of the council unmoved in the same spot as it was on election eve. Mm -hmm. But you pop open the umbrella and nothing happens.
2: I like to think maybe the outside of the umbrella is the painted part so that if you were looking down, the paint changes color and shape like a chameleon. I love that. From overhead,
0: it just looks like whatever the background road, is. road, yeah, gra-
2: gravel, grass. Yeah, I shuffle, <laughs> I just shuffle in quickly to <laughs> yeah. Wsom. <laughs> yeah,
0: you you make a short jaunt and you arrive at the Wsom headquarters. First question is like, is the door open? I mean, it's not like open, open.
2: It's unlocked. Right. Is the rock still glowing and vibrating and humming?
0: Yeah. So you open the door, and a familiar sight greets you. It is your home away from home, the WSOM radio station. The WSOM stone, the cornerstone in the center of the room, is humming, yes. The crystals all along the walls are still glowing, albeit much fainter than before. They're continuing to oscillate in color. Hmm. There are no whispers coming in through the little speaker that projects the broadcast, nor Mm -hmm. is there a smell of ozone.
2: Okay. Is Sebastian in the on-air booth? You know he is. Of course. I'm going to open my umbrella and point it at the rock just for safety. Okay. <laughs> and then stand very discreetly against the wall to the side of the on air door that I believe we said was, was glass. You can see who's in there. And just kind of like tap, tap, tap with a knuckle on the door.
0: I think you hear Sebastian's voice through the little speaker saying, uh, It appears that the dissonant whispers in a long dead language are
2: overtaking. <laughs> So we'll talk to you. Farewell, listener. The radio station's going through a tunnel. <laughs> Psst. Psst, C-Bass. Duncan. You don't see me.
0: Shh, shh, Who is here? There is Nobody. a disembodied voice. And he gives you a big
2: hug. Yeah, I give him a big hug back. Sebas, you can't. I don't think you can be here for a little while. Has anyone come by? Yes. By the way? Yes, they have. Many people. Oh. What did they want? Well,
0: Savannah came by first. She said ta-ta for now, and she left us a little present in her words. I don't know what it means, but I am concerned. What? What is it? What was it? I think it's the fact that the stone is still humming, and the crystals are still glowing. That is indeed
2: concerning. She went into the stone again? Yes, indeed. It was alarming. I don't like that it's
0: humming. Duncan, if I'm being honest, neither do I.
2: Okay, glad we're on the same page. Did anybody from the bureaucracy? Yes, stop they by? did. Okay. Are you okay? I'm fine.
0: They wanted you. Oh. Did you I told them nothing cuz
2: I'm not a narc. <laughs> Snitches get stitches, Duncan. Don't tell Stafford this, but you're my best friend. I know. What did they say?
0: They said that you were a most wanted fugitive. Okay. For stealing time, I think. Okay. They were reluctant to give the details.
2: That's fair. I'm worried about our position here as the radio station. Fair. The longer they don't find me, the more desperate I think they might become. Perhaps it is not good that you are here. I had to risk it. I just wanted to check and make sure that you're okay. Do you think that you can continue operating? Did they threaten you at all? No. They want me to read a press release. What what does the press release say? It is threatening. Can CBass and I both link arms and read it quietly to ourselves?
0: The press release essentially accuses you, Duncan, of committing grand temporal larceny after robbing the municipal treasury and stipulates that anyone who sees you should turn you into code compliance. Perhaps more troubling is that it also states that the investigation will be conducted by the new chief inspector and public eye Stafford:
2: Oh no. We're in big trouble. Okay, I might not see you for a little while, Seabass. We're going to need some deep cover. I understand. I'm just going to I'm going to grab a few things from my room. If you could just do me the biggest favor and just try to delay reading that as long as possible.
0: I will do everything I can, Duncan. Thank you,
2: Sebastian. Of course. I give him a hug. Yeah, he gives you a hug back. I just, I, I shuffle into my little back room and I am just grabbing some personal mementos. I want to make sure I have that fancy pen from City Hall. I get a library book that Duncan has never returned, a photograph of uh, Duncan and Sam, and that, uh, that green Nintendo DS that I got from the economy.
0: Duncan, as you are collecting your belongings from WSOM, your home away from home, you hear a loud knock on the front door that reverberates through the entire station. And you hear Sebastian say, Yes, hello. It's Sebastian Strange. Who who is it? Open the door, Sebastian. It's time for your daily
2: inspection. <sighs> oh no! I just cleared a rifle off my sheet, when It's the only friend on there. Mark Sebastian Strange down as your friend. Okay, great. And Officer Stafford,
0: public eye, as your rival.
1: Stafford! Step- no. no.